Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit CARON.org slash lost. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Brighter Side is brought to you by Audible.com. Go to audibletrial.com slash brighter side for your free trial. Welcome to the brighter side of Cynics Look at Optimism. I'm Ed Larson. That's Cena John. Boom. That's Mary Mary Kelly. Yo. And joining us, replacing Amber Nelson for the day, just the day, <laughs> the beautiful, the wonderful Carmen Lagala. Hello. How are you doing? Hi. Hello. And yeah. guys, we're all, almost a high. We're all alive. <laughs> yeah, we're all alive. And today we are talking about death. <laughs> 2016 has been <laughs> such, <laughs> a, <laughs> such a sad year, such a crazy year in news with fucking Trump and all this other shit. But we are we are forgetting that so many people died this year. So many. And so we are gonna we we are doing our the brighter side in memoriam, and we're gonna we're gonna hit our top 50 deaths in chronological order. Uh, to uh, of 2016. Yeah. This is gonna be uh, this is gonna be a fun little roller coaster of memories. Uh, say something nice. If you say you know, say something you like about them. If you don't like them, fuck it. It's the new year. Let's say something mean. This is <laughs> gonna be like like an like a 60 minute lightning round of of eulogies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so- How do you feel about death, Carmen? Oh man, it's coming for all of us. Absolutely, <laughs> that's for sure. Hey, that, Best answer. Do you think it's okay to make fun of death or not? Yes. To? Oh, absolutely. To. You, yeah, you have to. to. You have to. If you don't, if you don't make fun of death and confront death, how can you appreciate life? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Wise words. Fuck. I, you can't say wise words it's after a- you say something. <laughs> that makes you an asshole. Wise words. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First on our list is the is Ziggy Stardust bringing in the year. We should have known this fucking year is going to be horrible. We lost David Bowie. Yeah. Very sad stuff. See, what's your favorite Bowie uh, album or song? Either one of you guys. Hunky Dory, man. Hunky Dory. That whole album is unbelievable. Album. That defined my college. Oh, yeah. Uh, sp- uh, what was the Life on Mars? Man, that yeah. song yeah. fucking unbelievable. Oh, You Pretty Things. Oh, you, oh you pretty things. Oh. What was that? <laughs> Mine was the uh, Five Years. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what was the one that was like, uh, it's like an underground temple thing. I don't remember what 
the an underground temple thing? Yeah, there was a whole thing he did. I mean, legends. This sounds it. like when you met David Bowie in an underground <laughs> temple. <laughs> we made love all night. He's amazing. He was one of the first performers I looked up to as a kid, though. Labyrinth. Yeah, because mm. he was such. But he was such a this androgynous kind of character that I found so interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That huge goblin he kept in his pants. That's, uh, yeah, that's why it was. Me. That's why it was the king. He made me kiss it. Do you like? Uh, you like David Bowie? You this get into one. that stuff. This one's gonna be the one that hurts me the most. Everyone else is not gonna. Oh, uh, you say that now. You say, you that, say now. that now. It's you a long say, list. Some, it's some it, crazy shit. It's a long it's a list. list. But Bowie, I still, I'm still obsessed with the Labyrinth. My favorite Bowie song is anything he did in the Labyrinth. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I man. So my baby. <laughs> Giant hard ass babe. Could anyone join yeah, him? Yeah. I, I, I don't remember the songs from Labyrinth. I just remember, if you need us, we'll be there. <laughs> yeah, I was I was late to Labyrinth because my parents won't let me watch it because of this huge hog. Oh what? yeah, is that a PG thirteen? No, it was PG. It might even been G. There were different rules back then. They really were, weren't Do they? Do you know Jaws is PG? No. Yeah, this is like decapitated wow. people in that. Not decapitated. Yeah, well, this one. But uh, this- <laughs> <laughs> how is it that we've gotten more sensitive? Well, be- I don't know. Who cares? I mean, childhood I'm- used to be shorter. You know, yeah, it used, yeah, used to be fun. Yeah, you get thrown into the when you're younger, you get thrown into it. You know, back then, like when we were in the '80s and the you know early '90s. I don't know how old you fuckers are, but uh, for me, like I, they were had us like playing with boxes of nails and shit. Yeah, absolutely. You went out and did you explore? <laughs> no, that was yeah. your childhood. <laughs> Give Eddie a box of nails; he'll figure it out. All right, all right, all right, chewing on them. Mm, yeah. <laughs> They used to just let kids like go out in the woods and stuff, and then in the seventies, when like one person killed a kid, everyone became like yeah. very. That's what happens. I mean, I it's not going to happen to you. My friend back home, they're like, oh, I'm going to get a gun to protect know. my family. I don't know. You know, they're like, oh, they're like, oh, what if someone breaks into our house and kills? I'm like, no, it's not going to fucking happen. It happens one time a year in all of America. I yeah. Know, I think it's maybe a little. You think more? Maybe. People it kicking in doors and fucking uh, like, give me the woman. Oh. Invasion. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> All right, Alan Rickman. Alan oh, Rickman. Man. Dogma. Loved Dogma. him when he played the angel with. Dogma's no, the first one you go to. No genitals. Yeah, I didn't really like the Harry Potter movies. I'm not. A Harry I didn't watch that shit either. For so long. Yeah, he's yeah, been I mean, a lot die, of The stuff. bad guy in Die Hard. Oh, that's right. Yeah. What was his name in Die Hard? What was the? It's like Klaus or um, fucking Klaus. Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. That's oh, right. Man. Yeah, man. And his brother was Jeremy Irons. Oh, so good. And it's the holiday season. Everyone's watching Love Actually. Yeah, Love that. Actually. Fuck that. I mean, Die Hard's the best Christmas movie of all time. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. <laughs> That's a great Christmas movie. Carmen, do you like Alan Rickman? Uh, I'm waiting for her to pull up the picture. I think he, oh, he I'm was sorry. in. Did he play that? The you ever guy see? And, uh, I don't know. You ever see um, Robin Hood uh, with Kevin Ooh, Costner? Yeah, he was yes. the sheriff. He was I the bad guy. I remember the sheriff. The sheriff. The sheriff. Yes, not not no. you know That's a bad him. picture of him. Oh, well. There we go. That's a good one. People, you, she'll be able to He's recognize him there. off of this. Harry Potter, the bad professor, right? Yes. Serious Snape. Snape. Yeah. Snape. Alan Rickman. So he was a great actor. He went out on a pretty good movie, Eye, Eye in the Sky. It's about drones. Uh, oh, that was a funny movie. Yeah, it was It was kind of oddly funny. Yeah. It was upsetting, too, you know, exactly. like when they started like shooting missiles but at the girl. But his character had this whole dark sensibility to him with a yeah. good sense of humor. He always did. He was a great, he was a great sense fantastic. of humor type of guy. Seems cool. That was a sad death for him because he's such a good actor. Absolutely. Who's next, Mary? Oh, 
next up on the list, Glenn Frey. Oh, Glenn Frey. Glenn Frey from the Eagles. Oh, what position did he play? He was the guitarist for the Eagles. Glenn oh, you mean, I thought you meant the Eagles football team. No. <laughs> yeah, you know, the guitarist of the oh, Eagles. The Eagles. What position did he play? What was oh. a Glenn Frey? Uh, pull up uh, Glenn Frey's uh, uh, songs. Like, which ones you, were his? You put a bunch of white guy guitar players in their 50s in a lineup. I tell you, I couldn't pick Glenn Frey out. And half of them are in the Eagles. <laughs> What are some big fry songs for us? Uh, Sexy Girl, The Heat Ooh. Is On, Smuggler Yeah, The Heat Blues. Is On. That's what I was waiting for. The Heat Is On. <laughs> Living Right. <laughs> he did going Flip, to hell. He did Flip City in the Ghostbusters 2 soundtrack. Hell yeah. Oh, Man, that wow. Ghostbusters 2 soundtrack's pretty good. And decent. he did a bunch of stuff for Beverly Hills Cop and Miami Vice. Yeah. Oh, no, he did the theme, I think. The Heat Is On. Yeah. Wow, that's when they used a synth like appropriately mm-hmm. in those days. Now it's like they wasn't overproduced then. What do you think of the Eagles? Hey, they're okay. I, they're not really my cup of tea. They're a little too, a little too whitewashed for me. Carmen? No. No, no Eagles. No Eagles. I I'm love sorry. it. Peaceful, yeah. easy feeling. <laughs> Tequila Sunrise. Hotel California. Right. Hotel California oh, sucks. Yeah. Garbage, right? I don't I like, like that song. I that's, like that one. Yeah. Like that? <laughs> <laughs> Desperado? Desperado is wonderful. That's a funny song for me. I don't I mean, know why. Lion Eyes? Yeah. You know, I can't believe you were Lion Eyes. I used to date a, a, a girl who actually thought they were talking about lions and not uh, liars. So, you know, that didn't work <laughs> that out. That didn't work out. I was going to say, that did not work out. <laughs> so, right. What'd you say about Glenn Frey? <laughs> Come on. All right. All right, so we got then we got Abe Bogota. Oh, Bogota. this is the toughest. Man. It's so old. We thought Abe would never die. <laughs> they even had that website, abebogota.com, oh, where he would yeah. just say if he was dead or not, and now he is. Yeah, they, he, they've been making jokes about him dying since uh, the 90s when he was on Conan all the time. I mean, yeah. I mean, Jeff uh, Jeff made a, a living off of it for many years. All the fire skull drawers, he'd always go to Abe Bogota. He's just like, hey, Pagoda, I've seen old, I've seen younger faces on cash. That's <laughs> 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 so good. I gave, I gave him my, uh, he came to Jeff's book signing at the Friars Club. I gave him my seat. I was oh. like, oh, Mr. Pagoda, please, please, take it. And he took it? Of course he took it. What's he going to do? Stand, stand up? He He's old as dirt. <laughs> he can't stand up. And you know, that's the other thing. When he was in The Godfather. He was he old was... in The Godfather. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> 1973. I didn't know he died that was a, this year. That was a man yeah. who was yeah. born old. This is going to keep happening to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is, it's going to be a crazy year. We have 178 <laughs> more people together. He died at the age of 94. Yeah, I 94. Thought was, I thought he was, was old. Yeah. Like a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in that Snickers commercial with Betty White. She's still kicking. You know what? My yeah. Favorite, one of my favorite Ava Go to things, the the dad and look who's talking, the the grandfather, <laughs> John Travolta's dad. He was great. Is this uh, was he in Twelve Angry Men? What is this picture? No, you this up? is um the the show he was on. Barney Miller. Barney Miller. Oh, it was Barney my Miller. God. Man, so that guy has a frown that goes for miles. If he did, if he did The Godfather and he died at ninety four and he was old in The God, that was me. Mm-hmm. He was in his like late fifties, sixties. Yeah, yeah, he was in his 50s because he was born in uh, 1921 and The Godfather was in 1972. He was born right before the Great Depression. What a nightmare. Man, I had this really cool conversation with him and Dominic Chinanzi right before uh, the the roast of Betty White. They were both there and they were just talking and in the middle they just started like going off of each other because it was great because they're both like, he was uh, Uncle Junior from The Sopranos, Dominic Chinanzi. And uh, they were just, they just started like, you know, doing stuff. So I'm like hanging out with two famous TV mobsters 
Brothers. And all of a sudden, they just start singing together. It was the most wonderful. We're like in the middle of a conversation. It was wonderful. It was such, they were such great free spirits. I want to learn some crooning songs so I can do that in conversation. You got to, man. I like Show Me the Way to Go Home. You can always start with that. You know, Show me the way to go home. I'm tired and I want to go to bed. Did me out a drink about an hour ago and it went straight to my head. That hey. One. I don't know that one, but I'll learn it. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. it was my. Oh, you never watch Jaws? Yeah, it's like a sea shanty. I mean, I don't know. It's not like I, my parents were like, you know, crooners or anything like that. You're were... kidding me? <laughs> they weren't crooning their way over <laughs> from Iran. <laughs> <laughs> Iran sure? is not a crooning country. Most of the music my mom had in the car growing up was just like a woman or a man crying about a love loss <laughs> with a sitar in the background. <laughs> I always ask them why the music was so depressing. Where's the dance music? Where's the pop music? She goes, this is pop music. I was like, this is terrible. Yeah, There's no dancing. No wonder you guys had a revolution. It was a revolution that had some good music. <laughs> Maurice White. Oh. Um, Earth, Earth, Wind, and, and Fire. Fire. God, that's right. Do you know Earth, Wind, and Fire, Carmen? You're going to start learning. You're going to know some of these music. people. Yeah. You know it's Days a shooting well. star. September. September. Oh, man. September. When September ends? No. no. The song. We should have some of these songs queued up or something. I should have warned you better, Mary. I'm sorry. Here, but here. September is just like, I mean, that's the that's Do the you jam. Remember? <laughs> I love. Hopefully no commercial. Earth, Wind, Oh, here oh, we yeah. go. Of course. Yeah. Get it. Get it. Oh, Maurice. Oh, we gonna miss you, baby. Yeah. Get it. Man. Get it. I mean, September is such a shitty month, and they made it yeah. so happy. It's the end of summer. You're back at school. Are you feeling good? Fuck it. <sighs> this is what I, I... A lot of times, I wish I was born in this era. I feel like my personality... You would have been disco, for I sure. I would have been very oh, disco. Yeah, been yeah. disco. And that's great. I will pay with it. Cena would look in flares? I know. Oh, Listen, I know so people good. shit on disco all the time, but I really believe I was meant for disco. I was meant for, like, being part of Sly and the Family Stone. Maybe it was just a roadie. That's funk. That's that, funk. But, but disco and disco. funk. Disco and, disco and funk were parallel tracks that, that shared in love. They did not share. They, they hated shared. each other. They, they, hated. they loved each other. Other. Earth, Wind, and Fire was the band that went both, though. There we go. I go both ways. Anyways, let's move on. <laughs> All right. All right. Now, All right. another bastion of the disco era. Anton, Anton Scalia. Scalia. <laughs> Same disco star. Oh, man. Well, you know, they can't. Tony Scalia. You can't get sad about every death. Yeah. You know, exactly. so some of them got to be, you know, heel clickers. I feel bad man. saying that a dead person was a piece of shit. Uh, but, Why? I don't. Uh, yeah, he is he a, is a piece of shit. He was an asshole. Yeah, now uh, he, you know, now he is shit. And you know what's going to be funny? Not to, like, get into, like, legal stuff, but a lot of stuff that he, like, wanted to have happen is going to be bad for Trump. So there's going to be a lot of arguments you can make to the way he's construed the Constitution that are going to be really bad for Trump, which I hopefully will, will happen, and then Scalia will be rolling in his grave. I don't think he even fucking... I mean, he's not going to roll... Uh, that expression always bothered me, rolling in no your No one's grave. rolling. Is it's that what dead, It's nothing. It's nothing. I talked to a guy who died, and... Uh, <laughs> what, is he, he, he never rolled? No, no, no. Well, I talk, he, was like, he was like, Eddie, there's nothing. He, he felt he had a... He's about 400 pounds. He's yeah. walking down the street, 35th, 35th Street, a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Fucking heart attack, dead. 
on the ground. He had a couple of years ago because he had a bad heart because he's 400 pounds. And uh, so they put a little thing in his heart. The pacemaker. Where, a pacemaker. Yeah. And so as soon as his heart went out, the thing just started zapping his yeah, heart. It's a pacemaker defibrillator. My dad used to have one of those. Yeah, I know. So he's, he had one of those and it snapped him back into life. And he's like, yo, nothing. 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 He's like, it was black. Yeah, he didn't get mad about news stories or anything like that while he was dead? No. <laughs> no? no? Shit. Oh, well, st- I stand corrected, Mr. Yeah. Larson. Do you think, there's, you, know, you think the body's got a soul now that we're talking about death? Oof. What do you think? Yeah. You think soul's a real thing? No. I, Carmen? Yeah. <laughs> you believe in souls? You believe in souls? <laughs> I believe in souls. I want to believe in souls. But what gives us our personality if it's not a soul, right? I don't know. I think uh, it's like your brain and stuff. Chemistry. Watching good comedy when you're a kid, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Really? This, whole, I mean, uh, this whole upstairs has got a bunch of electricity going through it, and once it's down... It's dead. You don't You're think like, there's like evil soul. I mean, every culture believes in souls. Yeah, a lot of cultures are stuff. dumb. We're all dumb. Do you not believe in ghosts? <laughs> oh, you don't Mary. think there's ghosts? Ah, uh, no. No? There oh, are man. souls rolling no. in their No ghosts for right you now. either? Nah. I mean, that'd be really fucking cool. Cena? Ghosts? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I believe in ghosts. Yeah, God, you know what the thing is? It's like I believe in it, but I'm not going to sit and like make an argument to defend it. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's like, how? what do you got to do? What, what are you going to say? How can you have a debate? It's like, ghosts? No? Yes? Ah! I don't know. Well, you go listen. I got some ghost stories. You can listen to them on one of the early episodes of the last podcast on the left. We got a lot of dead people to talk about, <laughs> not the ones that I fucking seen. Anyways, rest <laughs> in peace, you fucking bastard, Anton Scalia. Oh, my God. Where is he buried? Can we go? Where's the... Uh, they're not going to put a... on Wikipedia where he's buried. Why oh, wait, yeah, yeah. There'd be a lot of... Uh, <laughs> oh. Fairfax Memorial Park in Fairfax, Virginia. <laughs> so if anyone needs to go take a shit while you're in Fairfax, Virginia, I got a good toilet for you. It says Scalia. Oh, I wonder. I wonder if, yeah, if you go to that place and they no, have people Carmen, who work there and they're like, no, 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 I'm not just like, are there people who work there who are like, yeah, we have to keep cleaning off his grave because there's shit on it yeah. all the time. And if you are going to shit on it, maybe it's not best to shit there, shit in a bag, bring I'm it with bring you, it. throw it like a monkey. Yeah. Eddie, more life hacks today. For me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what's next on our list Harper here? Lee, uh, famous writer of To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, 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 she did a lot for society, but she was an old bird and had to go. And wrote a bad sequel <laughs> well she actually didn't that was a big thing they released oh. it for the money it was actually turned out to be to kill a mockingbird's first draft that her fucking bastard kids released for the money oh, oh. so she, she didn't, didn't want it released she didn't want it released no oh. poor oh. harper that's terrible i miss i liked her um her brother bruce bruce lee was great great writer great karate guy <laughs> <laughs> you can do you read to kill a mockingbird do you like uh boo I, radley I mean, I read it when I was a child, mm-hmm. so I don't remember anything. I remember it being, like, racially uncomfortable. Is yes. that correct? Yeah, Well, that's the whole point of the book. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was very racially uncomfortable. Boo Radley, he uh, supposedly killed a little girl. I don't think he did it. No, did that's it. not the book. <laughs> what is it? Is that no, it? Boo Radley's the neighbor. Boo Radley's the neighbor? Yes. I don't know. Boo Radley is Boo the neighbor. Ra- Radley's Am I the, getting confused like with the Green scout? Mile? I was just... Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Boo Radley's the neighbor who's retarded, but uh, gives the little girl Bob a bunch of gifts in the tree. Bob Yule. Bob Yule? Was the dad. Oh, uh, Robert Duvall was uh, Boo Radley. I know that. Robert Duvall. I played Bob Yule, the racist that made you racially uncomfortable. Really? I played it in high school for To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, wow. And boy, did I get to say the N-word a lot on stage. Oh, man. <laughs> when they give you a license as a child, you scream it. Well, exactly. And I'll tell you what. I was the only non-white. Well, there was there was the guy who played Robert, I guess, right? Is it, is it Robert is the, the, the main character that's the accused? No. 
he's the indentured servant. You know what? I'm gonna let everyone know. I didn't read anything when okay. I was a kid. When I was a kid, <laughs> I just like I just listened in class and I got enough. I learned enough to get past the test. I didn't read one fucking book. The whole all of school, <laughs> all of school. <laughs> all of, I swear. Listen to Willie Nelson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I listened to Willie. I skipped class. I ran some pep rallies. I talked on the morning announcements. I didn't read one book or do one math answer. Tom Robert Robinson Tom is the one. Robinson. Is, is the black guy who gets accused of rape. So I was no. the, besides Tom Robertson in the high school play. I was the only other non-white guy in the play. So I got to say the N word. So, so Boo Radley did amazing. do it. No. Oh my God. We need to move on. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up next, Keith Emerson. Oh, Who is this? Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, man. What is that? Is it, are English those, it's one of the greatest, It's one of the greatest South, classic rock bands of all time. Sounds like an accounting firm. Lucky Man was such a beautiful... It was the first... Lucky Man was the Look first... Look how cool he looks, though. He was, um, he was amazing. These guys were... They have one of the trippiest sounds in all of rock we and roll history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could play uh, Lucky Man or... Uh, uh, Carnival number nine. There's so many great songs that these guys do. They have it's, it goes really slow and really fast. These guys they nail it from uh, across the board. Geniuses. Some of them used to be uh, professors and they became uh, musicians oh, in the sixties. They're unbelievable. This song was what made me realize I liked classic rock as a child. My friend's dad, who was obviously stoned to the gills in retrospect, you know, played this song for us. Just real slow. Oh, I know it. this song. Yeah. Horses and oh, I know this song. I love this shit. Ooh, what a lucky man. <laughs> All right, let's keep moving. There's too many of these guys. We're only on Emerson, for Christ's sake. Oh Coming up what? next, also a great musician, Nancy Reagan. Yeah, the musician Fuck of him. death, Fuck you him. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the war on drugs. I'm glad she's dead. She finally killed. She killed so many. She's responsible she for the deaths dead. of so many black men. So many people she suffered can, because of Nancy Reagan. She can, uh, she can go ahead and uh, find her way to hell. Uh, how do you feel about Nancy Reagan? I mean, I'm obviously biased, but... Uh, I don't know anything about her. That's <laughs> <laughs> your fucking catchphrase, Carmen. <laughs> I don't. I don't care about celebrities, so I tend to not know. She's not a celebrity. She's wife. the president's wife. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a celebrity. She was an actress. That is though. a celebrity. Come on, Political, she was an actress. If you're a politician, you're a celebrity. I, I think we just pinpointed the exact problem with American <laughs> democracy: is that we think they're all celebrities. Nancy Reagan was before we were even alive. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, she was right when I was alive. Yeah, I mean, I was right, around. Yeah, I was around. <laughs> I remember Nancy Reagan. Actually, some of my first memories are her and her cocksucker husband talking on the television. Yeah, I remember. Always sorry about my opinions, everybody. I, I, you're, you're not, not sorry. Sorry. I'm not you're sorry. Not, you're right. I'm not sorry. You've never been sorry in your life. <laughs> also, I'm sure our listeners are, you know, going to think it's real controversial. We think she's a bitch. Yeah, we got. A, I think we got a lot of Republicans, uh, a lot of Reaganites <laughs> on listening to. I her. get some fucking hate mail. I don't know about you. Do you guys. really? I get some hate mail. I get some very sweet. I got mail. called a cuck recently. A cuck. A cuck. Oh, it's because you're a Jew. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. it was because I was sympathetic. No, I thought cuck means that you watch people have sex with your wife. Yes, that's what it is. But they, they, the alt right has has uh, placed it on liberal Jews. Yeah, especially. anyone who's nice is called a cuck now. Yeah, which is fine. I guess I'll take it as a compliment. Yeah, cucky. Did cucky. you know she had an astrologer? Like a White House astrologer. Yeah, what? that's how we dictated our foreign policy. That's how <laughs> everything happened. She consulted her astrologer, Joan Quigley, who offered insight on which days were good, neutral, or should be avoided, which corresponded and influenced her husband's White House schedule. I'm just, I'm just upset she didn't die twice this year, frankly. Oh, uh, oh, no. oh, 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 oh,
<laughs> All right, let's keep moving. Let's start right. rapid firing some George, of these. George Martin. What'd he do? He the, the fifth, fifth Beatle. The Fifth Beatle, that's right. George <laughs> Martin, he produced all the songs. Yep. Uh, see you later, George. Thanks for the memories. <laughs> Who's next? Gary Sandling. The Larry uh, Sanders Show is... Taught me how to curse. Exactly. is my favorite television show, comedy television show of all time. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Carmen, have you seen The Larry Sanders Show? If you say no, I'm walking out of this room. <laughs> Okay, let's <laughs> I tell you what, everyone out there, season three especially, is one of the greatest seasons of television. It's about a late night show. Gary Shanling does it. Rip mm-hmm. Torn is his producer. As a producer, I have modeled my entire producing career after Rip Torn in the Larry Sanders show. And I was I went to this his uh, Wikipedia page photo is rough. Yeah, they always Wikipedia's bad at picking photos and they're asking me for, you know, so many donations these days. Let's get better <laughs> fucking photos up there Wikipedia. And uh one thing I will say Gary Shandling, I he, he was a very peaceful man. Yes. He was a very, you know, he was a Buddhist. He was a very good man and it, it was uh, it's very sad to lose somebody like him who believed in cursing and believed in, you know, that comedy can be dirty. It was a very, very kind, gentle human being. He's amazing. And uh, he, when he recently, ever, ever since he died, Judd Apatow and Eddie Vedder wrote a song together about uh, about Gary Shandling, and it's all written by Gary Shandling because Judd was very close with him, and so he got all of his uh, his personal papers and all. Of it. So he wrote, half of the song is sang by Eddie Vedder, and that's all the Buddhist stuff, and then it's uh, joke tweets and stuff like that <laughs> read by Judd Apatow, and it's I a really beautiful it. song. That's beautiful. I I mean, I just he's one of my heroes. He's and one. This is a really tough one. Yeah, I mean, Rip Torn. I can't believe he, he died before Rip Torn. I know Rip Torn. You could shoot Rip Torn a hundred times, the bullets would bounce off that. <laughs> All right, next up was Patty Duke. Ah, uh, Patty Duke, great show. Uh, what was the thing that she was? She, Helen Keller and the Miracle Worker, That's the right. Patty Duke show, Valley of the Dolls. Woo, that was a good little that was a good little run Patty had there. All right, yeah. Patty, we'll see you later. Have next a good up one. Is a rough a one. one. Merle Haggard. Merle Haggard. Uh, it's a tough one. Ah, uh, man, it is just Mama tried. Yeah. This. My the uh, we'll get to this other death, but uh, later. But Doug. And Carly sang this song at my mom's funeral this year. Oh, it was beautiful. It was such a great, it's a great, great song. And he was a, a great country writer, probably the best ever. Uh, he's up there with, you know, uh, Waylon and Willie and all those other guys. He's going to be surely missed by, by many. Do you like country music at all, Carmen? What are your likes, Carmen? Carmen in the hot seat. Uh, David Bowie. There yeah. we go. That's All fine. right, there. <laughs> I never got past Bowie. Merle Haggard, though, one of the greats. This yeah. one was rough. Yeah. yeah, it was. All right, and the Move next one was just as tough for me, to be honest with you, Mr. Bernie Worrell. Yeah. I mean, he. This is the guy who he like created the, the P Funk sound. I was gonna say, yeah, the 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 real sound when you you know that sound when you hear it too, and it's all from that guy. Bernie. Yeah, and it's not just the P Funk shit. It's you know you, you can play any of these any of these great ma- songs off of Maggot Brain. Actually, Maggot Brain. This song is all Eddie Hazel. He died many years ago, but Bernie's on uh, the keys a little bit. But Bernie, people don't know, is he is responsible for most of hip hop. A lot of hip hop comes sampled him. sampled him and never actually truly paid him for his work. All of Death Row is stolen Bernie Worrell stuff. And then he went on, he ended up playing with Herbie Hancock. He ended up playing with the Talking Heads. He had a beautiful, really cool career. And uh, people kind of glossed over him when he died. And it was as a music head and as a 
avid P-Funk fan, I was, uh, you know, this one hurt a lot for me. Yeah, I always love it, actually, when my Spotify gives me, like, the random, like, discovery playlist thing, and they play the instrumental or the source music of a, of a later hip-hop song that I liked, mm-hmm. and you see the history of where that song was sampled from, and yeah. Bernie Worrell and that, that keyboard is on the P-Funk stuff. There's so much music that has been created today in the past five years, ten years, that came from all that old R&B funk soul from back in the 70s. It's... It's a real shame. Yeah, man. Bernie, and I met him once, and he was the kindest, uh, soft-spoken dude in the world. Yeah. I tried to smoke him out. He wouldn't let me. <laughs> what are you going to do? All right, who's so, next? Next up is Will Smith, defensive end but, of uh, the Saint uh, New Orleans Saints. He was very good, and this was an interesting situation because he actually got shot in a road rage incident. Yeah. He was just, what? yeah, he was just like, yeah. he was just, he, someone cut him off, and he yelled at him, and they pulled out a gun, and they shot him. Yeah, fucking. This is like it's very you know sad. I mean, New Orleans is a very dangerous place. I don't know if I don't know if you guys have ever been. Uh, it's a really cool town. It's got a lot it's steeped in musical history, and we feel very bad what happened to him. But it is a fucking dangerous place, and this just shows more and more that no one is safe down there. Definitely a city where <laughs> one block you're safe, the next block you are not safe. Yeah, and it, it, you really gotta know where you're going when you're down there. Um, yeah, yeah it, such a shame. He was great. He was awesome. Do you like uh, football? No. How about Road Rage? I really hate Road Rage. Did you get do you get Road, road Rage? rage? Oh, geez, of course. He was young. Yeah. Yeah. You got any yeah. Road Rage stories? Oh gosh, I have a long one where I well, I caused it when I was in high school. I, I put orange soda on this girl's car seat and then I oh, waited yeah. across the way in the Burger King parking lot yeah. for her to sit in it and then I laughed because I didn't like her. <laughs> That's not road rage. <laughs> amazing. And then she then she saw me and then we had a car chase wow. for about an hour. Wow. Yeah, and she she like took out a baseball bat and she was like because we, we came to like the end of a dirt road that had a blockade and I was like shit. Was she was she like, bigger than you? Was she gonna, were you scared of her? Uh, I mean, I think it was four on two. I had my friend with me. Oh, and man. she had, and, like, and four people. Who and were, a bat. Yeah. That's and, a tough situation. Yeah, we got out of it. I, I like it. Serious beef in Vermont stems from orange soda. <laughs> <laughs> That's where this shit pops off, man. It's either about orange soda or flapjacks around there. Yeah. Oh, this next one's tough. Who is it? Fife Dog. Oh, dog. man, Fife Dog. We just talked about him. and uh, He was uh, the one of the leaders of Tribe Called Quest. They, mm-hmm. You know, he's you can hear him on the new album a little bit. But, man, Fife Dog, that's funny. He died when they were making it. He died when they were making it. Oh, and God. he was, you know, again, one of that early 90s hip-hop sound. I mean, he really formed it for a lot of oh. Man, the best. So you, do you like rap music, Carmen? <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> we figured it out. Oh, man. Yeah, he oh, was man. Good. What? What are you saying? He died of diabetes. Yeah. Ah, huh. it gets you all, man. He They're received really... a kidney transplant from his wife in 2008, but it was unsuccessful. Oh. So he had to get another transplant and eventually died due to complications relating to diabetes at the age of 45. So young. Damn. It's a fucking dangerous disease, man. It's a, it's a killer. It's a sign. Kelly, you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful with your diet, too. Oh, whatever. I'll eat what I want to eat. <laughs> Lord knows it's in the cards for me. Yeah. My dad, you know, like RRP his foot this year. My dad oh, lost, Jesus, his foot to, really? lost his foot to diabetes this year. Which foot? The left one. They took a my toe, then they took another toe. No, well, yeah, it's gone. 
And he was like, he was, I was talking to him. He's he was big guy, bigger than me. And he's like, I'm down to 145 pounds. I was like, well, how much was the foot? <laughs> Did he laugh when you said he, that? He could have a choice, you know, if he wants to be friends with me. <laughs> I bet the truth. Oh, Jesus. All right, who's next? We got Doris Roberts. Yeah, Doris, Doris Roberts. Roberts. She was great. Uh, the mom in Christmas Vacation. Very, uh, very funny chick. I loved her. And everyone loves Merriman's mom. Uh, yeah, yeah, she was very funny. It's, it's tough to find... Oh, it's also tough to build a career as an actor that have a day when you're wildly popular at an older age, too, because mm-hmm. this is such mm-hmm. a grueling business. So she stuck it out. She really did. Who's next? Uh, China. 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 Oh, <laughs> man. Me Chinese, me, me. play joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Did you ever watch uh, wrestling when you were younger, Carmen? No. No, no wrestling? No. Well, China. <laughs> How about was... porno? Did you watch porno? <laughs> did you watch porno with big mean women? <laughs> she also did a lot of porno. She was one of the first women to really become wildly popular in the WWE. Mm-hmm. And one of her signature moves was getting behind you, getting down on on her knees, and then swinging her arm from uh, in, in between your legs and hitting you in the balls. Yeah, uh, that was a big. That was the China swing there. Yeah, so man. she fought dudes. Yeah, yeah she, she fought, fought anybody. Dude. She, she was, fought dudes. She was like the only woman who fought dudes. She's she was a female cool. bodybuilder. She, she was, was part of Generation strong. X. G- gigantic, really strong woman, really tough. You know, but you know, it, unfortunately, she was. You know, uh, torn apart by the WWE, and they yeah. really, they really fucked her over and gave her a rough shake. And then, she said, towards the end of her life, she was making a, a movie about the downfall of China. And mm. the, uh, we were talking about the documentary crew were the ones that actually found her dead while the cameras were rolling. Interestingly enough, uh, Linda McMahon, wife of Vince McMahon, mm-hmm. the CEO of uh, the WWE, Linda McMahon has now been nominated as the small head of the Small Business Administration. Oh, so good. any sort of workplace conduct that you have, thank Linda McMahon and how wonderfully they support the good wrestlers of the WWE. Oh, yeah. That swallowed up all the other small wrestling competitions, WCW, ECW. ECW. They took it under. They took it over. This is not someone we should not have running our small business. And uh, they they, they made China's life horrible. Poor China. How did she die? Uh, Drugs, I think. Yeah, Mm. overdose. She was uh, taking medication for anxiety and insomnia. And she just took too much of it because she was nervous about the movie she was being forced to make about I her horrible know. life. <laughs> Ooh, she things. did have a rough life, though. Apparently, she had a really strained relationship with her family, and apparently, her father took out student loans in her name without her knowledge, leaving her forty thousand dollars in debt. I've heard that story a lot, actually. That, that happens were, were, to lots of people. Sh- yeah, shitty people do that to their kids. And my stuff. dad, did, my dad did some uh, shady shit to mine, but I recently fixed my credit, so we're all good. Oh, good. Yeah. Can I get a loan? Uh, I, I ruined my own credit. <laughs> good for oh, you. Good for how responsible of you. <laughs> 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 Moving on, another big death. One of the best. Oh! Oh, oh yeah. Prince! Of course. Oh, Carmen, yeah. how'd this make you feel? Oh, terrible. Second to David Bowie, though. I told you. It's never, it's not going to get. <laughs> I don't know if you got to rank them. Like, what's the bigger one, Prince or Bowie? I mean, mm-hmm. Bowie for me. Personal, yeah. I think, yeah. Uh, I think Bowie for me as well. They both, I mean, they're both, you know, very big for the, the gay community. You know, they were, you know, whether Prince wanted to be or not, you know, he was. Mm-hmm. You know, I think was, more than just the queer community, right? Like people that just go yeah. back and forth that just are just like, I don't give a fuck. I'm mm. just having a good time partying with everybody. One of the things I loved about Prince is when, you know, he would release a new album and they'd be like, oh, the sales aren't going well. He'd have a concert 
and then he would buy a bunch of his own records and just throw them out into the audience <laughs> to boost his own numbers. That's the most baller thing you could possibly do. It's really smart. I've got a great story about Prince if you Let's guys hear want to hear. It. Okay, yeah. so a friend of mine went out to LA to visit a friend who was in this band that was doing, starting to get some traction out there, mm-hmm. and they went to this LA party, and it was getting to be the part of the night where people stopped drinking and started like openly doing coke yeah. in the kitchen. So suddenly uh, a bookcase opened up. Prince comes out in a robe, <laughs> makes two pop tarts in the toaster, goes back in, closes the door. Up the, up the bookcase. <laughs> yeah. That's unbelievable. Wouldn't, I feel talk, like he, wouldn't talk to anybody. <laughs> I feel like he has that door in like everybody's home across America. He can just show up and materialize. Yeah, he's got a portal everywhere. We haven't seen the last of Prince, you know. God, I yeah, hope he yeah. pops up. Oh my god, it's Prince! <laughs> Hello! So good to see you. What's it like on the other side, Prince? Oh, you know, it's good. He had a deeper voice, right, didn't he? Yeah. But he sang with high pitch, but it was more like a lot of range. I don't know, he was great. I miss him. Favorite Prince song? Oh, Raspberry Beret. Raspberry Beret? That's the big. I think this is my favorite Prince song. I mean, there's so much. He put out two albums the same week last year that were both unbelievable. You should check them out. And Uh, there's libraries of his stuff that he owns that that are, like, stashed away. The Vault. The Vault. Apparently, 100 albums, they're saying. He would make music videos and not release them. He would make, you know, full albums, not release them. A lot like my own career. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you and Prince have a lot in common. Yeah, I'm just, I don't, not for nothing. (laughs) Man. Yeah, he was a great producer. Producer too. He oh, produced a lot of except for uh, Carmen Electra's album. No, that was rough. <laughs> How do you, Carmen Electra? You like her, right? You guys share a name. There we go. It's a stretch, Eddie. <laughs> we gotta burn through these. All right, All right. Bastille Day. Talk about, this was rough. The this 2016 was really tough. Nice this attack. Is a tough one. I was there just a couple weeks before that attack happened. So, well, can you tell me what it's like uh, there on that, like around where it happened? Like, I think what, if you see pictures before the attack, you see it's like this picturesque, idyllic place where young people go during the day to sit and talk with each other in the evenings people are drinking wine in small groups on the beach it, it's like a, like a little rocky beach and there's like a little uh, area where people are running uh, and jogging and exercising I mean it's really beautiful it's so warm and friendly everyone's just having a good time and it was really shocking to, to just be in a place and then a couple weeks later, see something so horrific happen. Horrible. It was It was a really, I never. you'd never seen a, a terrorist attack just quite like it. Yeah. Just running down people in the street. Yeah. It was fucking just, yeah. so bizarre. France mm-hmm. had a really tough time. We're letting, them, we're letting them take the brunt of this war. And then there was a fucking movie, an action movie about a terrorist attack on Bastille Day. It was supposed to come out that week, yeah. but they pushed it back. It just came out last week. Jesus. Idris Elba. Yeah. Yeah. And Mark Strong, I think, too. I don't know who that is. That's that guy. Don't worry about it. All right, fine. Who's next? Morally Safer. Morally Safer, 60 Minutes. Thanks for the news, buddy. Muhammad Ali. God damn it. Yes. Uh, That's, I mean, I thought, I mean, he was, I mean, well, let's face it. Muhammad Ali, he, he was is. shaking when he was lighting a torch in 96. Exactly. You know, so, I mean, this is a, a long time coming. He was a true fighter because he hasn't been able to speak a, a sentence. I'll tell you what, though. <laughs> who was even more of a fighter than Muhammad Ali? Who? Kimbo Slice. I don't know if you can say that, really. I like Kimbo Slice. Kimbo Slice is a backyard uh, fighter. It's like a bare knuckle 
people from South Florida. He's a South Florida hero. Of course. Basically, they had these backyard fights where they were just like, uh, you know, some guy would be like, oh, man, here comes Kimbo Slice. And he'd get out of like a, a Suburban and then he'd just walk in the backyard, take his shirt off. He was bald with this huge beard, just like ripped black dude, fucking tough as shit. And they'd bare knuckle box and just like knock someone's eye out. It and was- it was back in the day when things were getting popular, not online, but over DVD, mm-hmm. where people were getting giving each other these DVDs of just this guy killing, not killing, but just beating the shit out of other guys. Yeah, that's why he was called the king of the web brawlers. Yeah. Yeah. That shit was awesome. And then he tried to do MMA. And he got his ass kicked. He got his ass kicked. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, he may be able to fight on the street, but these guys are just working out every day and like really conditioned it. He would obviously get tired after four minutes. So he could fight drunk people. Yeah, He died young, 42. Yeah, no, that's gonna happen to those kind of guys. Gordy... Gordy Howe. Gordy Howe. Hockey, yeah, he's amazing. Uh, yeah, hockey's got to be big in Vermont. Ugh, no. Okay, I mean, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Gordy Howe, Buddy Ryan, the great defensive coordinator. The only defensive coordinator to get carried out at the, after a Super Bowl win when they won with the Bears. Absolutely. And he's also famous for punching another coach on the sideline. Did he really? What other what coach? Uh, he, uh, when he was with the Cardinals, he was just fucking punching some other coach. It was I pretty cool. I love that. Yeah, it was very cool. And his sons, Rex Ryan and uh, the other one. <laughs> like the two, Rob Ryan or Yeah, something? Rob Ryan, the two fat jerk-offs. Yeah. Pat Summit, <laughs> that was a tough one. Ladies basketball. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, the Tennessee, she was unbelievable. She was they won every year she for many years. She died this year? She died this Aww. year. It got, okay, I liked her. It got buried lot. and everything. Yeah. When yeah. she died, I actually, when I was younger in oh, middle shit. school, I had a bet with uh, my buddy, Tim Dean, that who was going to die first, Pat Summerall or John Madden. And he and I said, John, I said Pat Summerall is going to die first. He said John Madden. And when I saw the news briefing about Pat Summit, I saw Pat Summit die. And I was like, oh, and then I saw it was Summit and that Summerall. I was like, damn it. And I looked it up <laughs> and I looked it up and Pat Summerall died three years ago and uh-huh. Tim was keeping it a secret. He Venmo me 50 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was a tough old lady, though. She uh, passed away as results from early onset Alzheimer's. But um, in an interview, she stated, there's not going to be any pity party, and I'll make sure of that. Yeah. So, wow. There we hell go. yeah. Tough old broad. Yeah. Denny she, Green. Dennis Green. Go look up his freakout. He was a great, uh, so good. one of the first African-American football coaches. Yeah. Wasn't very good at it, but he's one of the first. Uh, Ellie Wiesel, famous Holocaust survivor. Famous Jew. Yeah, famous yeah. Jew. He wrote, uh, uh-huh. they, usually they made you read Night when yes. you were, yeah. Yep. That was Ellie Wiesel finally died. Fi- after all this time, after what he went through, <laughs> he's finally gone. That's the thing. Holocaust survivors, if you know one, if you've ever met one, and they're still with a little bit, go have a conversation with these people. Keep them company, because in five years, there's going to be none left. Oh, yeah. It's all going to be it's done. Getting, it's going to so, down. Yeah, and so it's going to be you're, this this wealth of knowledge is going to be gone soon. So you need to you need to talk to these people. Keep them company. They went through more than any of us could ever imagine. Go make their last days a little bit better if you got some time. Gary Marshall, the happy he created Happy Days, the Odd Couple, Pretty Woman, great One of the guy, greatest producers in television history, pretty good actor too. Yeah. His sister Penny That's Marshall, true. yeah, oh yeah, it's wonderful. Penny Marshall, director as well, yeah, yeah, yeah but she's still alive. She's still alive. We yeah. won't talk about her yet. Yeah, we'll wait till she dies. John McLaughlin, I know you like McLaughlin, the McLaughlin Group, the McLaughlin Group. He was he was a staple, and when you, I did, I learned about John McLaughlin by watching. Um, 
uh, Phil Hartman do an mm-hmm. impression of him on SNL. Yeah. And then I remember seeing John McLaughlin and being like, wow. that's." <laughs> I learned so much of, of my knowledge came from watching SNL and Living Color yeah. and then understanding the the, the the real world stuff they were parroting. Really amazing. Mm. What is this you're playing? Uh, is this just, some jazz musician called John McLaughlin? Did I fuck up? <laughs> no, that's okay. I kind of like up. it. This no, good. he deserves this moment. Man. We should have some like composition I, under our under our tokens. I, I like it. I like it. His name's John McLaughlin. Yeah, That's fine. you know. All right, and next, this is a big one. We don't need to name all the names, but this is a big part of this well, year. You can't talk about the deaths without bringing up uh, Philando Castile and Alton Sterling's deaths. Very, very upsetting. There was other, many other men that also lost their lives uh, to the hands of police, but these two are the ones that really brought down the hammer on uh, on justice. And then these next seven, these next eight fellas uh, in Baton Rouge and Dallas, mm-hmm. the cops, they were killed in retaliation. It mm-hmm. was uh, it was a very scary moment for this whole country. Uh, and hopefully things start getting a little better. I feel like yeah. they are, but who knows? Yeah, and the name of those cops were Lauren Ahrens, Michael Kroll, Michael Smith, Brent Thompson, Patrick uh, Zemaripa, Montel Jackson, Matthew Gerald, and Brad Garifola. Yeah, it's tough. That's I mean, a tough one. you don't even know like where to where you you know we'll where see. to sit on it. I don't think it's going to get necessarily better, Carmen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> thoughts on thoughts on thoughts all on this? police thoughts police on brutality, <laughs> real quick. Yeah, real quick. <laughs> Fucking awful. Yeah. yeah. Stop it, please. Stop it. More cops should uh, yeah stand up for just just call out the bad cops. They really really want to stick together and do their little blue lives matter shit, but mm-hmm. blue is the thing you can take on and off. So. And at the same time, yeah, it is something that is a very good, a good way point. to put it. It's something you can take on and off, but at the same time, uh for people involved in Black Lives Matter, it's uh, you're not going to get your statement across by committing more violence. It needs to be a peaceful movement, in my opinion, and otherwise, no one's going to listen to you. I think it still is a, a peaceful movement. I think just like it any other movement, movement, there's there's. I mean, violent, these were obviously radicals. Exactly, violent factions take over any sort of thing, whatever the news cycle is. I blame the internet, and that's yeah. like generally, it's isolated us. It's it's made us less of an empathetic culture, mm-hmm. and, and it's really ruining uh, how we how our civil discourse should go about. But here's this next one. Is literally. This was a tough one. This is your big one. This is my big one. I in my bedroom, I have a portrait of Gene Wilder with the uh, sheep he falls in love with, and everything you want to know oh, about sex, we're afraid to ask. <laughs> yeah. This man is literally. I I think I kind of look like him. <laughs> I I try to act like him. You do look like the Middle East. I, I do. I I really I have loved everything he's done. Come with me, and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. And it was so, I mean, he loved Gilbert Radner so much, and when she passed away, it really ruined him as a comedian as a, and as a human being. And, but he did remarry. He did yeah. cheat on Gilda when she had cancer, by the way, and he admits it in his autobiography, and it Ugh. just shows you how difficult it is to be in a relationship with someone is dying and what it can do to you. If you haven't just seen his autobiography, some, yeah. pick it up. Even do one better. Get the audio version. It's him reading the whole thing. Oh, I bet that's so. It's unbelievable. Oh, man. And I I just, I think he's one of the greatest. He's, what comedy is in acting is everything that he has done, he did in his career. On my birthday this year, I brought a group of people out. Mary came. Cena was supposed to come, but he bought the tickets, did not show up. (laughs) It is true. And, uh, but we all went out and saw Young Frankenstein was playing one night on my birthday. Introduced by Mel Brooks. Introduced by Mel Brooks live, but it was, we got like the fourth row 
at, you know, at like this big theater on 42nd Street. And I've never seen it like that. You know, I've seen the movie 50 times, but when you're just like seeing Gene Wilder's face is the size of a two story building and like the emotions and jokes that he would like say with his eyes and his mouth and without even like saying a word, you know, just like his, his, it was unbelievable. Yeah. The emo- it, it, you're watching it, and as someone who aspires to be a sketch comedian or like a comedic actor, it's just like you're never going to be that good. Yeah. You're just knowing that's that is a special, special talent that that man had. And no one, I don't think he, it, anyone's ever going to be like him again. Yeah. So. That was incredible to watch because uh, everyone who went was someone who's a comedian or who works, you know, tangentially in the entertainment business. Mm-hmm. And that whole movie is just such a masterpiece. But he, in particular, as a comedic actor, is just, you watch that and you just have such an appreciation for how deadly seriously he must have taken being funny because mm-hmm. he it's just next level there's not a single scene in that movie where the whole cast is not acting yeah. at a level that is just so beyond yeah you know and it, i think it's really inspiring anytime you see a, a performer or anyone in any career that you can tell takes their career so serious and being good at what they do so seriously and Blazing Saddles uh, also. Make sure you yeah. see Blazing Saddles. Yeah. It's one of the most important movies ever made. Kevin Meany. Kevin Meany. Great stand-up. Great human being, too. He was always, he's the kind of guy who would just go hang out at a stand-up club just to watch stand-up, even if he wasn't performing. Mm. And that was like was something Kevin Meany did even towards the end of his life. And he was just a really nice, good man who enjoyed his art form and really went for it. And uh, maybe, I don't know, I feel like he, he had some really big success, but maybe not the credit he truly deserved. Kevin Meany? I hate when a comic dies. You hate when a comic yeah, dies. Funny stuff. Absolutely. Jose oh. Fernandez? Jose Fernandez, 24-year-old ace pitcher for the Marlins. He was a great all-star. Uh, he had a great future, and then he uh, got two women pregnant, got drunk, and drove a boat into a bunch of rocks. That's uh, unfortunate. That is, that is his fault. I'll tell you what. This next one, Eddie, I don't think is dead. I still have iced tea and lemonade together all the time. <laughs> Arnold Palmer. <laughs> Very fun. Yeah, yeah. The man better known for a drink than his career. <laughs> if you know him, if you know a man over the age of forty-five, you know that's not true. Yeah, well, you know, my dad loves Arnold Palmer. Yeah, famous golfer. Yeah, great Arnold sportsman. Pa- Arnold Palmer is so good. Um, Kenny Baker, I believe, is next. Kenny yeah. Baker, R two D two. Yep. The guy they actually that was like when he died. I mean, I I knew I heard of it, but it's like I didn't realize it was the same guy inside R two D two the whole way through. It's crazy. Hmm. How are they gonna replace him? I- <laughs> <laughs> okay, Leonard Cohen. Wow, Leonard this, this Cohen. Crazy. Yeah, yeah we're, we're getting close to the end of times here, but Leonard Cohen that was very tough. Great musician. Uh, you know, it, it, he, I was never a huge Leonard Cohen fan, but the people who loved him li- loved, lived by him and swore by him and needed to be a part, uh, needed, flipped out when he died. Also, he died right after Trump became president. Yeah, which is So it was just like another kick crushing. in the dick. And then uh, after Leonard Cohen, Janet Reno, my favorite Will Ferrell character. <laughs> I know, the best. <laughs> 
She was uh, she was AG, I think, uh, Attorney General. Attorney General, General. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Attorney General from 1983 so until 2001. Yeah, and yeah. she uh, she the killed first the- woman to serve as Attorney General and the second longest serving Attorney General in U.S. history. Yeah, she was badass. And still the strongest uh, Attorney General by uh, arm wrestling. <laughs> Even now, <laughs> who's, who's Leon Russell? Leon Russell is one of the great piano players of all time. He he was in a lot of bands. Uh, he was a uh, Joe Cocker's piano player. Oh, wow. He used to travel with them, and then he had a beautiful solo career. Uh, a great thing to listen to for uh, uh, for Leon Russell when you get a chance is the concert for Bangladesh. He did a 10, which is a, a concert that George Harrison put on with a bunch of other great musicians, and he did a 10-minute version of uh, Jumpin' Jack Flash uh, mixed with a couple other songs that is really just truly awesome. one of the one of the great rock and roll performances well, of all time. Look at this man. Oh. I mean, he's the coolest Hell looking yeah. dude ever. I mean, he was he was touring till the day he died. Uh, great country music, musician. I think he's still touring after he died. Yeah. Look at that. He looks like he's dead already in that picture. <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna get a Leon Russell album, get Hank Williams back. Enjoy that. Enjoy that album. Oh, uh, this one was tough. Gwen Eiffel. Gwen Eiffel. So good. You, you loved her? Yeah, because you know you'd watch the PV. I'd watch PBS. Like, Growing up politics, she was a great journalist. She always liked. To, it was just uh, one of those yeah. things where she was like a staple. You don't really even think about her mm-hmm. in the sense of like she's a hero of any kind, right? You you think about her as just the the kind of bedrock of what you're looking at when you think about PBS. At least that yeah. was for me when I think about uh, PBS and She politics. was the first African-American woman to host a nationally televised U.S. public affairs program. Damn. Hmm. Really good. We're going to miss you, Gwen. Florence Henderson. Oh, Mrs. Brady Bunch. Mrs. Brady died. Damn. Yeah. Just two days before Fidel Castro. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't get to see it go down. And, yeah. I, you know, as someone who was raised in South Florida... Adios, Fidel. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you later, man. I've known too many Cubans that have just had a broken life because of that man. Yeah. And a lot of people like like to say that he was a great leader or whatever. You're like, yeah, no, he was a trickster, and he pulled tricks on people, but he was a piece of shit who killed a lot of human beings and made a lot of people eat nothing but octopus. And so uh, I'll see you later, buddy. Good, yeah. good luck in fucking hell. He did win. If we had to describe Fidel Castro, we the Americans tried to kill him for years. For years. For years. He, he died won. on his No, he died. He, he won. He won. He's the gangster who lives yeah. to the end. I mean, know? it's not like I don't want to celebrate him, but the guy won. And that's what is kind of like crazy yeah. about the whole thing. Well, he lived on a tiny fucking island. We could we, we ninety said, miles from America. Exactly. We drone strike people <laughs> in Pakistan and Afghanistan from like our own couches here in the United States. Yeah. We Never couldn't could fucking do Fidel. shit to that guy. Also, the CIA tried to kill him so many. And times. I think that the, the CIA asked the Marx Brothers to try to devise ways to kill the guy. Exploding <laughs> cigars. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> it's like I'm trying to put a stick of dynamite and a little tobacco on the end of it and hope he fucking kills himself. The next time yeah. the government. Wants to try to kill somebody, go ask the last podcast guys, okay? I'm sure they have a lot more better ideas than anyone else does. Now, this, this next one tore me up. Wait a minute. Oh, are you is this Sharon the- Jones for the Dab Kids? Yeah. yeah. She died. This died? She, she just, died? She yeah, just she died, died a couple weeks ago. Yeah, she died. They just made a movie uh, oh. called Miss Sharon Jones. It's all about how she beat cancer. The movie came out. It just went to iTunes, and then she died out of nowhere. I did not know this. It broke my heart. I love Sharon. Sharon Jones was the music I discovered when I moved to New York 10 years ago. It was the first, It was like my soundtrack to moving here. And if you'd never listened to Sharon Jones... She's incredible. You oh. will walk differently once you start yeah. listening to this woman's music. I was going to Cincinnati and out recently with Julie, my girlfriend, and we were... 
watching we wa- I rented the Miss Sharon Jones documentary to watch on the plane on the way over there and we just were cr- openly sobbing in, in, the, in the plane the whole time it's optimistic and it's her going to the doctor and she's like everyone knows that she beat it and all this stuff and it's to know that they released this movie and then she fucking died and to watch this movie knowing that it's a positive message and that it ends up that she did actually yeah. die was just soul crushing. Go see the movie. It's a beautiful film. I got to see her a couple times live. And I'm playing this song, A Stranger to My Happiness, because during the music video, it's when she's under treatment. And she performs, when she was undergoing treatment, she'd perform uh, Bald yeah. from the chemo. And she, seeing, did you get to see her live, Eddie? Yeah, I saw her live a couple times. She, incredible presence. Easily one of the best concerts I've ever been to. One of the like honestly sexiest woman alive in the sense that you could just tell she was so full of life the and female, full of joy. The you know? female James Brown, she wouldn't let Incredible. you sit down at her concert. She'd make yeah. people get on stage and dance with her. Yeah. I hung around after a concert I saw just to meet her because I, she, I loved her so much. And I saw her when she was walking out afterwards and I waved and I was like, Sharon, I love you. And she literally sprinted towards me, <laughs> hugged me and kissed me on the cheek. Oh. That's like the kind of woman she was. She just loved her fans and she was just a great human being and I really hope all the Dap Kings find work because they're a yeah, great they're band. Amazing. Oh, great backing band. And uh, they, one of them already went to Fallon but uh, working with the Roots but uh, one of the trumpet players but man we really hope that band really uh, comes all back. Right, last few song. here John Glenn. Oh man. It's been in space twice. Well, really, yeah, twice. Yeah. American hero. Yeah. I mean, I could just hope to smoke weed and get it. He fought as a fighter pilot in both World War II and Korea and had six distinguished flying crosses and eight clusters to the air medal. Alan Alan Thick. Alan Thick, man. Just this week, Growing Pains. Can we put on the theme to Growing Pains, Mary? I really (laughs) love this song. I really want to show me a smiley face. It's, it's one of the it's one of the better ones I really enjoyed, and uh, Alan Thicke was a good dude. His son can't really say the same for him, but he was playing hockey and he yeah. died in front of his other yeah. kid. He's one of the great TV dads of all time. Best TV. He kind of showed us who like we you know should who be. Who you could be, yeah. Yeah, and uh, the last two here are personal ones. Uh, Mary's grandmother yeah. passed away this year recently, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, uh, tough. What was her name? Uh, Gertrude Kelly, originally Gertrude McCrane. Uh. She passed away a couple months before turning 102. She was a badass bitch, and she was the only person in my family who really encouraged me to go to college. She always said that her greatest regret was not going to college, but she, you know, she was born before women had the right to vote, so she was a real, real cool lady. Um, After her, her, uh, my grandpa, her husband died, all she would eat, uh, or drink was gin and tonics and ice cream cake <laughs> and roast beef sandwiches because they were her favorite and she said she was too old to not be eating her favorite food every day. She was a real cool lady. Oh, that's it. unbelievable. And also we lost my dear mother this year yeah. uh, which was very, you know, very interesting thing to go through to say the least and uh, I know she's uh, I, I know, uh, you know, it's tough. You know, there's you, know, you want to say like something like I know she's looking down now but, you know, I don't believe in that kind of shit so, uh, you know, it's 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 interesting. You know, the the finite of it. You know, I don't. I went. I, we didn't have a viewing, but like, you know, I went and looked. You know, and saw her, and like, you know, it's just. It's tough. I I gotta say that I didn't want to do it. I refused to do it, and then the funeral director tricked me into doing it. And Jeez. I have to say, at first, I was furious, but then in retrospect, it really helps with the closure. Yeah. Mm. You know, it merely helps with all that, and I loved her dearly, and she was a great woman, and. uh 
She was a, a member of Cave Comedy Radio. Did many yeah. episodes. So uh, you can spot her on um, Brighter on Side, the Round the, Table of Gentlemen. Yeah, right? and and the Round Table of Gentlemen, a great woman. And you know, we talked about these forty-eight celebrities that died, and you know, it's, it's you know, it's it's the in memoriam thing. But you, you got to remember that you know you have family members and friends. And you, know, when you lose someone close to you, you, you gotta care about them a little more. Yeah, you know, and it's a, uh, you know, you can get upset about these other people, but you gotta remember that you still have a family and you still have friends, and you gotta give you a little extra love. Did uh, you guys have anyone else that you wanted to add to our 2016 list? Did you guys lose anybody this year? Not to make you talk about it, but uh, <laughs> no. But I think to your point, Eddie. I think uh, you know, as we get older, I know my parents are getting older, and like health is always is an issue and stuff. And so I'm trying to make it a point to reach out and connect more with them because you know, if you just see them on the holidays, if you think about that, that means you only kind of see your parents or your family, you know, like a, a handful of times over the next decade. Yeah. And so that's the kind of stuff that when you get a little older and you get in your late 20s or 30s and stuff like that, these things start to change. And all of a sudden, the world's not just revolving around yourself. Mm-hmm. You got to start thinking about your family. There are other things that affect you in your life. So reach out and try to try to build that relationship again if, if you haven't. And uh, and Eddie, I, I appreciate you so much. You've rebuilt a lot of relationships in your in your family. I think it takes a lot of bravery and courage to do that. And um, I commend you for it. But. No, thanks, buddy. Yeah, man. All right, guys. This has been the brighter side. A cynic's look at optimism. Carmen, thank you so much for coming. Thank Carmen, you how'd you me. feel about David Bowie? Oh my god! <laughs> oh. So my baby. <laughs> hey, thanks so much for coming on. I we really appreciate me. it. Yeah, and, and uh, Mary, you're always as wonderful as always. Oh, thank. I just appreciate you guys so much, and I want to tell the listeners. I hope you guys are having a great holiday season, regardless of what ce- uh, uh, holidays you celebrate. You know, the real thing about the holiday season is. You know, even if it's just, you know, that one person you see every day that puts a smile on your face, you know, just, you know, appreciate the people around you. Go out there and be good to your fucking... Dear Jews, Merry Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Dear Catholics, go screw. (laughs) (laughs) Carmen, where can people catch you? Oh. You got Twitter? I got Twitter. What is it? At Carmen Legala. Carmen Legala, at Carmen Legala, and go see Bowl Cut Comedy at the Beauty Bar. When is that? Well, you're, 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 it's not happening anymore. Yeah, we're taking a hiatus, uh, but you uh, can figure out where we're going to be next. Probably do something spectacular. Yeah, hiatus. <laughs> Smoke that weed, <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, Merry Christmas. Smoke weed in that garage. Be good to your parents. Hear the comment with their Christmas song. Enjoy your life. The presents are wrapped. They're ready to ship. This bottle's all gone. I've had a last sip.
Merry Christmas, everybody. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.